podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 51. This show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope Stroke Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, your home for many great shows featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please follow us on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can find more information and the links for all in the description below. And of course, please follow the show's new Twitter, newer Twitter pages and uh, social media, which is at AC Footy Show on every social media page you could think of. I'd like to take this time to thank uh, Martin, and Black Diamond Sports for all their support. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages. The links are in the description and at the end of the show in the closing credits. And of course, a massive thank you to our sponsors, which is uh, Darren Ralston and of course Bespoke Financial. My mummy and he says. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
We thank Bespoke, of course, for sponsoring the show. Bespoke Financial, they specialise in uh, life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And uh, you can get more information at the links which are provided in the description at the uh, closing credits. And uh, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the football. Joining me to talk all things championship this evening, we have the speed demon, the goal collector, still the king of the Millennium Stadium. Mr. Andy Campbell, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, how are you? Good evening, mate. Yeah, I'm very well. Very well. Looking forward to this. We've had a good week. Um, loads of action, loads, loads to talk about. Um, yeah, really excited for the championship to... Uh, it just seems that it's a gift what keeps on giving, you know, good and bad for everybody. You know what I mean? As I say, there's a, as we talk now, there's a, there's a game going on uh, right down the bottom in the foot of the table. So, keeping a close eye on it as we speak. So, uh, let's see, see how that goes as well. As usual, mate, mental, mental week in the championship. All sorts of stuff going on. Um, we'll have, we will start with any other business, of course. It's a bit weird having a game on now. Not normally, we're used to having during the show as there's a game, you know, in the in the run up to the game, not as they're going on. Still taking a bit of getting used to that. Um, lots of people in the chat, so uh, leave your questions and stuff, and we'll answer them at the end of the show, unless they're kind of relevant to what we're talking about at the time. Uh, any other business, mate? It's kind of a, the first one's a bit of a continuation, really, isn't it, from last last two weeks? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about uh, Wigan again. Obviously, the, the, the obviously they went into administration, uh, and obviously everything that I'm um, that I'm reading from uh, Manchester News and, and Teesside News. So obviously, it affects Middlesbrough uh, football club. So um, the rumour I'm hearing is that Wigan, if Wigan don't finish in the bottom three, they're going to get deducted twelve points. So currently, as it stands, they would go five points into relegation. And if they do go down, as in the finish in the bottom three, which I don't think is possible, by the way, um, they will start next season with minus 15. And I just, I'm just not comfortable with it. For me, just take points off them straight away and let them let them get out of it because they decided to, to, to do this decision. So let them get out of it straight away. And, um, you know, what I mean, there's an opportunity. What, they've got four games to go. They probably need nine points to, to, to get out of this trouble at the rain. And, um, and, and let's, let's see, you know. So uh, let's go from there. Yeah, I think so. And I think, like like I kind of discussed with you this morning uh, when we spoke, is I do feel like Wigan are going to get punished almost three times if they go down. Because if they go down, they're then going to have 15 points off them next year. So you've got the two punishments. Then they're probably going to sell all their best players. They've got a couple of really good young players particularly. They're going to get sold by the administrators rather than the club to raise cash to pay whatever they've got to pay so it's like it's like a triple whammy for me it should be a a blanket punishment if a club goes into administration wherever whatever league they're in they should just literally go a club goes into administration they got 30 days to appeal or you know appeal any punishments if they don't appeal the punishment the punishment is 12 points deduction 30 days from when they go into administration and it's the same no matter what there's none of this kind listen, of listen, ins si, and outs. I'm, I'm not I, I'm not sure people have used COVID-19 as a as, as like a little get out clause and think that they're going to get away with it because you know I mean this is it's, it's un it's un uh, well unventured territory you know that we've never been here before but these debts have always been there and they've been there for a long long time so the people who who have the debts and people who need the money back they need paying, and unfortunately, yes, they're not getting any revenue in at the minute. But it's the same as every other football club. So if they get away with it, then everyone else could do it, and it just makes a mockery of the whole system. So you know what I mean? To, to, to get what's coming to them, move on, and forget about it, and put it to bed. 
Yeah, I saw um, the the English the EFL chairman, uh, Mr. Rick Parry, said English football's been dis- disrespected uh, by the tremendous shock of Wigan going into administration. Now, for me, yes, the timing of it is a bit suspect, and you could say that 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 maybe is a bit of a shock. But if the EFL chairman hasn't been worried about clubs going into administration during the last three to four months, I'm not really sure what he's what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that's my point. I, I, I really feel sorry for Wigan Football Club players, um, supporters. You know what I mean? It, it's not a very it's not, not a very nice time, you know. But you, it, there's a bigger picture, and if 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 people are going to let the football club get away with it, then everyone's going to do it because it's just it just makes a mockery of the whole thing because. You know what I mean? All the, all the football clubs who were who were run really well and, and do things properly. You know, we had we had Mehmet on um, on a few weeks ago on on Monday night, and um, he was telling us how much the football clubs lose each month three million pound a month. And if that happens, and Cardiff be following. Well, exactly. So why wouldn't they? Because it would save them a hell of a lot of money, and and it also would wipe out any kind of debt which they would have to pay to Nantes for. Uh, Emiliano Salah, which is which is a little bit naughty as well. So you know, I mean, they, they, they cannot let this go really, um, uh, and go from there. Yeah, one nil to Luton. Yeah, it is, Smith. It, yeah, it is. It is. It's. Yeah, you know, obviously as a Cardiff fan, I I don't want to see any club. I've got to be honest. I don't want to see any club go into administration. I don't want to see any club um, get into financial trouble where they have to close their doors because. That's like every fan's worst nightmare, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, even even Swansea, I don't want them. And even Liverpool, I don't want them to go, you know, none of them. I don't want any of them to go into administration. Um, the next bit of any other business, mate, is kind of a long one because it's happened. It's been going on for a while. Um, like, I watch Cardiff the most and uh, referee and standards in yeah. the championship have been, I don't want to use my favourite term because I'm trying very hard not to, like, Use bad language, but haven't, haven't, yeah, PP, PP, it's been PP, and um, that sounds even worse. Mm. But like, um, like you had the derby players, the, the young lad Sibley sent off for absolutely nothing. There's mm. four games left, he would have had a three match ban if they hadn't have overturned it, if the club hadn't yeah. appealed it. You know, and that, it was pathetic. That was just a ridiculous yeah. decision. No, no. There was, there was. I think you said there was a couple in the mid, or three in the yeah, Millwall Borough uh, game. Uh, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not being biased here because I, I thought the referee was awful for both sides. So you know, what I mean, this is it's a standard of referee, and you know what I mean because there's soon down the line there might be last game of the season where a big decision needs to be made, and if the referee is going to get that decision wrong, and there's no VAR to overturn it. Not the VA has any good, by the way, um, <laughs> at the minute, but that's another story. But I, I believe referees at the minute are getting a little bit um, probably lazy um, and in the terms of they're expecting other people to help them out or, you know what I mean, instead of a, a referee being being strong and just making the decision and sticking by it, and I, I'd respect that more than um, than decisions just not getting made and just brushed under the carpet, so to speak. And, um uh, it doesn't sit right with me, you know what I mean? And I think it's been it's been for far too long. We've been talking about it all season. Are referees wanting help? Are they wanting to be out uh, come, come in the championship? For me, it probably should have been the championship anyway. You know what I mean? If it's going to be the Premier League, we've got a, we've got an issue where we've got Leeds United, Brentford, West Brom trying to get into the Premier League, so they need to get used to the, how VAR works as well. So and the teething problems because they're going to have them again next year. So I just think uh, it doesn't sit right with me, and hopefully. Um, the standard can 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 be improved, but we we spoke about it off air that 
at the minute, the the EFL are uh, uh, having Premier League referees who are underperforming, dropping down. So it doesn't say much about the league if they're getting if they're getting referees who are being punished, dropping down a level. So you know what I mean? For me, I, I just think the standard needs to improve overall. Um, that's across the board, uh, and then hopefully we can uh, we can we can move on. Do you know one of the things I think which doesn't help is um, at grassroots level the amount of referees who stop once they get to a certain level due to the abuse they take from the sidelines from the players etc. They get no protection, they get no defence from the league and the the authorities. And in terms of, I think that's why you see a lot of very. Uh, how can I say, not old, but experienced referees at the top level. You don't see many young referees coming through because yeah. I truly believe that there is a, you know, there is a lack of, of top referees. So I think there's almost this position where they can't get rid of some of the underperforming referees because maybe they haven't got referees to that a good enough standard to replace them. You know, I, I, might I just, be, might be wrong. But. Now listen, si, I, I agree and I just think... Um... We deserve a little bit better because, like, like I said, these, these what, there's going to be one big decision in the championship which could affect Premier League status. It could afford, it could, it could, it could, it could cost somebody hundred million pounds. It could cost somebody um, uh, uh, staying up in the, in the in the championship, going down to League One. It's just it, it needs to be better. It needs to be consistent. Uh, and like I say, you know, I'll, I'll refer back to the Millwall Middlesbrough game. I thought the referee was poor for both sides. He was very consistent, but he just got every decision wrong, and I, it, it was laughable for me towards the end. Yes, it, yes, it was indeed. Um, and then last bit of sort of any other business uh, is uh, someone who I'm a massive, massive fan of. He's, um, you know, he's one of my favourites. Um, Lee Johnson sacked. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing, by the way, that he got the sack. I'm laughing at your comment there. So, uh, <laughs> listen, it's not nice for anybody to lose a job. But if, uh, if, if, if a manager, any manager, and I was probably guessing at losing the job this season... Lee was probably going to be at the top of my list uh, purely because the amount of money he spent this season. He spent a, a vast amount of money and it is massively underachieved. And um, That football club has spent the money this season to go to the Premier League and they couldn't be any further away at the minute. You know what I mean? They're not performing on the pitch. Uh, they look very disjointed all over the place and uh, and the results have been absolutely disastrous. You know, so... Um, they're probably closer to the bottom half than they have at the top. And um, Cardiff beat them obviously last weekend, and and that, that won't have gone down very well either. By the way, that he obviously got the he, he got the sack straight after that game. So, uh, but but again, and I go back to Jonathan Woodgate sacking. Um, that Lee Johnson was very lucky that the Bristol City fans weren't in that ground that day because he would have got dogs abuse because of the local derby, the way that his team performed, and um, and it's it's you know what I mean. So he's, he's obviously lost his job and he'll move on. So it's uh, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's look, Med. It's been a long, long time coming because Bristol City have it just imploded this season, um, and the amount of money they spent, they should be in the top three, four, without a doubt. They they spent an absolute fortune in the summer. Um, we talked about it before the lockdown that they, if they weren't in the playoffs, if they were, we thought they should be challenging for automatics. But you know, if they weren't, didn't get to the playoffs, it was absolute failure, and he would probably have to go. He's gone before. Yeah. Kind of fair enough, I think. Um, so, speaking of managers, I uh, I recently sat down with uh, ex Manchester United defender Mr. Derek Brazil to Top see, to see uh, just to see who he thought would make a, a late run for the playoffs, and also what he thought of uh, certain players becoming managers after their playing careers are over. 
there's always a team or two which make a late run for it, isn't it? I kind of think, I looked at the table, I mean, right down to 12th position. And the, the one the one I think, and I, and I fancied these at the start of the season, possibly to go up, uh, was Derby County. So I can see Derby County and ourselves. We had a great result on the weekend. The thing with Derby is, if they hadn't had such a terrible start to the season, they'd probably be right up there. Obviously, since Rooney yeah. came in in January, they've been exceptional. He's a winner any side. He's an absolute yeah. winner. And, you, 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 you know, his legs might have not been what they are, but his brain is still there. And, he, and his winning mentality will rub off on, on the rest of the players at Derby. And, and they've had a great start, just like us. So I think the teams who are currently in the tops, you know, in, in that playoff position, will be more tentative and conservative when they play. Um, on Rooney, do you think he'll make a good coach eventually, maybe even at Derby? I think he's got all the credentials to do it. I mean, you look at the managers he's played under, you know, ridiculously top managers. Um, I think, I mean, he's got all the money in the world, but I think he would like to stay in football, whether it's Derby or whether it's somewhere else. But I think he would be keen to, to go into it. But I think with Wayne Rooney, be interesting to see who he picks as his backroom staff. That will be yeah. key for him, you know, whether he goes for experience or whether he goes for younger type coaches as well. Yeah, I so, um, I always thought that Roy Keane was going to make a fantastic manager, and even like his first season with um, Sunderland, they went up and he, you know, he was incredible. He took them from like the near the relegation zone all the way to the to the championship, I think it was, and then. Obviously, you know, it went wrong, didn't it? But sometimes players look like they've got all the, the, the right things in place to be a good manager and it just doesn't work out. Um, and I think Rooney falls into that category, doesn't he? He's, he's like, another one who, who, he's had a stab at it with Sunderland, successful, then went to Ipswich. Probably the players weren't as good as the players he had at Sunderland. Hmm. Um, you know, just coming out of the Ireland job as well, and uh, he's, he's providing everyone with entertainment now on 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 his punditry, isn't he? So okay. I think Sky in particular, they 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 love him because, and he kind of plays up to it, you know. If you know him, of course he does. He is he is a nice guy. There you go, Dad Brazil. Um, and also, I just wanted to make a quick uh, quick mention the the music you hear in those interviews. There was only a little bit during that one, but um, they were made by uh, someone called Dan Hughes, who uh, I'm very grateful to for making it. The full version is kind of cool, and uh, yeah, thanks to him for making it. Uh, Dag Brazil. I'm not sure about his new bleach blonde hair, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there we go. I'm sure we'll see uh, Derek at some point in the near future. Um, Derby, mate, he thought, making a late run. It was so weird to me because, like, I think probably three months ago, we were worrying whether Derby were going to be able to turn it around and maybe mm. they might find themselves in a relegation battle. That's how bad they mm. were. And we were, you know, when they announced Rooney coming in in January, we said straight away, we were joking that, you know, he's there to take the manager's job. There's a lot of people last week uh, on this show... Um, um, Having a go at me because I said that Derby wouldn't get in the playoffs. Um, I state now 100% Derby won't get in the playoffs. Uh, because I got 100% guarantee, and I'll tell you why. So, And that was before they played Nottingham Forest, which they drew. Got beat by West Bromwich Albion on um, Tuesday or Wednesday. They play Brentford at home tomorrow, which is just a ridiculous game. Then they play Cardiff City away. 
Then they play Leeds United at home, and then they go to Birmingham. So their fixtures for me tell me they they can't and won't get enough. You know what I mean? For me, I think the last playoff place is out of Cardiff and Swansea, if I'm honest. I think Preston have got an outside chance and probably should have been in there anyway because of the season they've had. But Derby will definitely not get in the playoffs because of the, 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 the three points behind Cardiff. But they've got superior goal difference, less. You know what I mean? Five or six goals. So um, I don't think in my I don't think they'll uh, they'll be anywhere near because of the games they've got left. Because for me, I yeah. think Brentford will, Brentford will beat them tomorrow, or, or you know what I mean, in my opinion. Um, and then the other two games they've got, Cardiff, you know what I mean, Cardiff have to win. Um, and then Leeds United, again, will probably could win the league that game. So it's, it's they couldn't have picked any worse games to rather run in. You know, it's a really, really tough, uh, tough end of the season for them. Yeah, it's going to take something big for Derby, I think, now. Um, but I wouldn't, wouldn't rule it out. I hope, I'm, look, I obviously... I um I want Cardiff to make the playoffs, but yeah, there's, on, there's if, only one space. I, w- I Sorry, want me, there's, there's only one, one space. space, and yeah. if Cardiff don't make it, I really do hope that Preston do, um yeah. because I've really enjoyed watching them this season, and it's yeah. a shame the lockdown does seem to have disrupted their momentum, because they were having such um, you know they were on fire uh, earlier in the season. Uh, Reese David Evans, their regular viewer, says um, that we should uh, think about doing live watch-alongs. It, uh, it is something that we've discussed actually in the mates about um, mm. with these games. It's just you know it's finding the times. Um, mm. We obviously we live Monday, live Friday. I do other podcasts. Andy's got a baby, but um, it is something that we've we've discussed. So yeah. uh, you know, look out for any. We we've also discussed doing like. Um, kind of last minute ones just popping up and like an hour before saying boom gonna do a watch along so um you know keep keep an eye on it keep an eye on it we'll uh we'll see that's um so just one last question for you mate wayne rooney as a manager what do you think um he's obviously gonna 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 give it a go somewhere down the line it's obviously got to be the right club um you know obviously Derek there's talking about roy Keane and um well, did Roy get the did he get the right jobs? Possibly not. A big shout out to Dave, by the way. Um, I know Dave from uh, from West Auckland days and huge Leeds fan. Um, obviously, with his so. comments. Um, <laughs> so we always have a bit. I always give him a bit of stick when um, when they lose, which is isn't very often at the minute. But you know, I mean, I do believe they will go up this year. But uh, you know, it pains me to say that. But hey ho. Um, yeah, he, he needs to get the right job. Uh, Sai, you know that it's so important. You look at Stevie G uh, at Rangers, perfect job. Frank Lampard. Perfect job at Derby at the time, you know. Do you think a, Derby's the, the right job for him? Um, no, not not okay. not for me. No, I think uh, uh, I think he's probably I, 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 not not because he's played there. You know what I mean? I think he needs a fresh start as a manager because he he's gone from playing with the players and then he'll have to go yeah, manage yeah. the players and having that having that player manager relationship sometimes doesn't work. That when Frank went in there, he went in as a manager. Stevie G's gone in there as a manager. To, to work with players, but he's, he's earned, they're both earned the respect and then they've gone back to, well, Frank's gone back to his, uh, his obviously respective club. So for me, I think he needs a fresh start to the right club. He'll be a success because he's worked under some of the best managers the world, the world can ever, ever, ever grow. So do you know who I think, or I think if I, what I would uh, think is a good route for Rooney would be to go and work under Carlo Ancelotti at Everton purely as a coach, not as a player man. Like, obviously, he went there as a player after he left United. He'd go there purely as a coach, work under Ancelotti, and then maybe look to take the Everton job 
after Ancelotti's set. Because Ancelotti's going to be there probably for another two years unless it goes yeah. drastically wrong. They've got yeah. money to spend and I think that could be the perfect uh, apprenticeship, if you like, for him to go into a big job. But on that word apprenticeship, I think there's not many young managers nowadays who, who do work under people. You know, yes, that they get would, they go would, lower I, down, don't they? Yeah, mm. I would I would have liked to see Jonathan Woodgate work under a Neil Warnock, and that would have, mm. that would have given him the experience. It would have given him the knowledge to just go and tap into somebody straight away and somebody who can see what's going on on a day to day basis. And it doesn't happen very often, and uh, and unfortunately that's why people just don't get enough time in jobs. And um, but I'm sure Wayne, if he ever does get an, an opportunity, he'll uh, he'll be successful. Yes, indeed. So a couple of comments I just want to kind of refer to. Uh, Richie says, uh, who do you think Bristol City should appoint next? It's a difficult one. They're on about Tony Pulis. And it depends what you want from a manager. If you want a manager who's been there in the championship, he's done it, he's wore the T-shirt, you go for a Tony Pulis, stroke Neil Warnock, stroke that kind of mould and that kind of manager. Um, They've went down the younger manager manager route, uh, thought playing this all-expansive attacking football with Lee Johnson didn't work. So, um, for me, sometimes a tried-and-tested manager can always work. And it depends what they're, what they're planning on. They're planning on something for the short term or, and they're going to they're gonna look in the summer or they're going to take the time because they are safe, really, uh, and then and then just have a caretaker up, up till the summer. It could be a good job for a, a younger manager to take over. So, an, ex, an ex-player who's in really? the game or well, potentially, yes. Um, or you know what I mean? You just you just have to wait and see. It's it's such a you just sometimes you can't call these decisions because it's managers can come out out of the out of left field and it can just come and shock you. Look for me, uh, if Bristol City bring in Tony Pulis, uh, one I think is very short term, and two I think they'll have to spend a fortune because that squad is not built to play the type of football that Tony Poulos will want to play. So he will want to bring in his own players, so they'll potentially have to get rid of a lot of the players they've signed this year just I think, to I, go that on, way. On, on that point as well, though, I think they will have to anyway, because whoever, whoever comes in as a manager is going to want to put their own stamp on it, and they've got the biggest squad in the Championship. They've spent a hell of a lot of money, and they're going to have to re-jig re re, re, re the squad somehow and, and, and get the money back, because some of them players are... A, a far, far away, good enough from Bristol City, never mind the championship at the minute. Yes, indeed. Uh, a couple of other comments then, could, very quickly. Uh, Kelly said she's glad that Cardiff have gone back to the original starting lineup for tonight's game. Um, listen, whatever, I'm not going to doubt uh, the manager after after the, the team he picks, uh, after the League United, you know what I mean, a game where we. Uh, we spoke about uh, tactics and team selection, and, and I said he got it all wrong, which is my own opinion. Um, he was a breath of fresh air. The subs came on and made a huge difference, and Gressel got his goal, and, and he's done that off the bench. So um, it's going to be a, a very tough game tonight. Fulham are no mugs, you know. You don't really know sometimes what you're going to get from Fulham as well. So it's a, a difficult one, you know. Since lockdown, they haven't really hit the ground running. Um, I'm not sure if Mitrovic is playing. He's missed the last couple of games, so uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Indeed. Uh, uh, Leslie asked what I think the score will be between Cardiff and Fulham. Uh, Cardiff have to win, so I'm going to go with 3-1 to Cardiff, um, but I think that's probably a bit optimistic and it'll probably be a bit closer than that. Um, Knowing knowing Cardiff, it'll be 1-0 with Bobby Reid scoring the winner in the 89th minute. But my thing thing on that inside, is he he allowed to play? Is, Is... Is he know. on loan or did he sign a permanent deal? I forget. Well, I don't know. I don't. I, I, the, it was a bit the, quiet, wasn't it? The the grey area of 
if you wanted to put something in that contract that you wasn't allowed to play against Cardiff for the next year, though, you could have always inserted it. So it's uh, mm. time will tell because if Mitrovic isn't playing and Bobby Reid's not playing, they're missing two huge yeah, players. Yeah, massive players. So. Um, just quick, Richie's also said, do you think Jonathan Woodgate would be interested in the Bristol City job to get straight back into it? Uh, listen, I think he'd, he'd want to get back in. He's he's been burnt a little bit and he's he's going to get his reputation back. Um, and I think taking a job like that would be probably less pressure than it was in the Middlesbrough job because he can probably put his own stamp on it without having the um, the whole of Middlesbrough on his back. Indeed. Um, sorry, if you see me waving my arms around, there's like one fly which keeps landing on my <laughs> webcam. It's really bugging me. I'm going to end up like just like smashing my webcam over. Right, so let's have a, we'll do our thing for the results from last week, obviously, because there's so many. We tried to keep it to a, a sentence or two from Andy just talking about it and I'll chip in here and there. Uh, so it's like uh, super fast reviews of the Skybet Championship. So Friday the 3rd, we had Charlton nil, Millwall 1. Yeah, it wasn't a great game. After the show, I watched um, I watched watched the game and uh, and there was just nothing really happening. I think Charlton would have been over the moon with the draw. Um, I think, to, to be fair, Millwall were pushing and pushing and pushing and then all of a sudden they got a... They got, well, I wouldn't even say it was a chance. Uh, it was a centre out came forward, and it was a fantastic finish. Um, uh, and Millwall then defended for their lives, and 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 got a really good result and a really really huge three points to to give them a chance of the playoffs. Indeed, yeah, yeah, great result from uh, Millwall. Charlton being on form as well, so I was a little yeah. bit a little bit surprised. Yeah. Um, then we got Derby County one, uh, Nottingham Forest one, and I think this was the result which probably sealed Derby's. Uh, lack of playoffs. Yeah, I think so, and I think um, we spoke uh, the following week about uh, about Lawrence being um, getting his red card. So that had, a, had, a, had an impact as well. You know that, Big that time. you lose losing your best player in a local derby at home in the Forest, and the goal one will be behind with Joel Olley who's obviously a big favourite of the show. Uh, Been on a fire. Fans, a fantastic season. Um, and then, I, to be honest, I thought Forest were just going to see it out and and finish it off. And then Martin Wagon got himself sent off. In injury time, which is another stupid decision um, for a Derby County player to make, and uh, but then all of a sudden the through no exactly, and they throw the kitchen sink at uh, Forrest and get an equaliser through Chris Martin, and um, the, it's given them a glimmer of hope. But then they had a, obviously a game through the week, which we're going to go on about. But um, for me, if you've got any aspirations, um, you can't afford to drop six to four points in a week to go to yeah. class at this, Interesting. At, this, at this time of the season. Interesting about this game is uh, Forrest packed the midfield and crowded out Wayne Rooney and it was the least effective I've seen him, particularly since the the you know the lockdown's been lifted. Yeah. But I thought they they really that's how they dealt with derbies. Obviously a lot comes through Rooney throughout the games. The, he provides a lot of uh firepower for the for the people in front of him. So I thought they did a real good job of crowding him out and it'd be interesting to see if other clubs take on that sort of method uh, Blackburn 1 Leeds United 3 Leeds United on fire yeah I think they've uh, they've got the they've got the mojo back since uh, since lockdown they're attacking in in droves the amount of chances they're creating uh, Banford opened the scoring early and he's had you know, a really really good week he's had it well he's, since lockdown's come really he's, he's, he's on fire and uh, we always said if he's scoring goals side they're going to win games because you know he's, he's their main number 9 Bielsa absolutely loves him he, he always puts him puts him up and um, I'm a big fan, big fan of uh, Calvin Phillips. I think Calvin Phillips in midfield uh, with Klitsch does does an amazing job at protecting and spraying balls about and going forward when he can. But um, Leeds have just got a really good mix and um, exciting times because uh, 
a, a full rocking Allen Road in the Premier League will be amazing. Um, but uh, but obviously they've got a, they've got a few hurdles, few hurdles to come to overcome first. Yeah, um, do you think that Leeds's wobble coincided with Glick being had picking up a couple of injuries and maybe not playing as well as he had done earlier in the season? All of a sudden, lockdown goes, he's back on fire, pulling the strings. And they're banging in goals for fun again. Yeah, well, on, on that note as well, Luton have just got a second one at Oldersfield. Um, I think I think it coincided with Calvin Phillips and Click both losing form. Um, uh, Phillips got himself sent off a couple of times, so he missed a he missed a lot a lot of games. Click missed a lot of games, and I think it's just given given teams, especially good sides, um, an opportunity to um, to get some togetherness and and and. And, and get the tactics sorted out and just aim towards the last nine games because um, well, we've got four games to go. Um, so they've had a really, really solid um, time since lockdown. You know, I mean, the only time I think they dropped points was against uh, Luton Town, which is the most surprising result of the season, really. So um, obviously the Cardiff one as well, but you know what I mean, at home. Um, you know what I mean? But I think probably lockdown has probably took the pressure off Leeds a little bit. Um, and Leeds fans, if you are listening, tell me if I'm, any, if I, if I'm, if I'm barking at the wrong tree, but... I see, I see the home games as a real pressure cooker atmosphere where players don't always respond to it. When you're 3-0 up, of course they do, but when it's 0-0 and you give the ball away, you can hear 30,000 fans on your back. And players at the minute, like Bamford, um, are playing with no fear. Uh, they're playing with loads of confidence. And, and it's nice to see, but at the same time, when the clouds come back, it'll be interesting how, uh, how players respond. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's spot on, mate. Spot on. We, we talked about that, about Greenwood as well, didn't we, uh, the other day? Uh, next up was, uh, well, speaking of players who've been on fire, Ben Rama hat-trick as Brentford smashed uh, Wigan uh, 3-0. Listen, the the boy's an extreme talent and uh, my fear for Brentford is if they don't get promoted this year, um, they're going to lose him uh, because he's he's obviously extremely talented at what he does. Uh, he's he's scoring goals for four and he's a standout performer, um, him and Ollie Watkins. So... Um, for Brentford's point of view, I hope they do go up because I don't. I, it won't be nice to see all their squad get dismantled and be all over the place in the Premier League. No, it will not. Um, and hopefully, we'll have someone from Brentford soon having a little chat with us about uh, yeah. some some bits and pieces. But uh, we'll see. Uh, and then we had the the seven side derby: uh, Bristol City nil, Cardiff City one. Was this the game that sealed the fate of Lee Johnson? Yeah, uh, final nail in the coffin for Lee, um, fortunately, or unfortunately, depends how you want to look at it. Um, for me, a game, again, um, for Neil Harris, uh, of substitutions that changed the game, bringing Lee Tomlin on, um, played a lot better, obviously, he had a, he had a huge part in the goal um, for Ward. Um, obviously, Ward came, came on probably six minutes, five or six minutes before his goal. Um, and at the minute, Neil's getting his tactics spot on, so long may that continue, but they look solid at the back. Um, well, they did on Saturday. Um, not through the week as much, but um, they look they look solid at the back and and create chances of going forward. But I, I would like to see Lee on a little bit earlier, uh, a little bit quicker, um, to open the door that little bit more. But at the minute it's working, so if it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah, Kelly said I think it was Kelly. Anyway, apologies if it was someone else earlier on in the chat that they use like Patterson takes a lot of criticism, especially since lockdown. Glatzel starting on the bench a lot but what Patterson does is he presses from the front he gets battered and he batters the defenders and then the fresh legs come on in Glatzel in Tomlin uh, in Ward and then they take advantage of the space and the the tiredness which Patterson's created so I can understand the thinking yeah. behind it 
but Danny Ward is some substitute to come on. He yeah. always picks up goals. Yeah, but I feel sorry for Patterson though because um, centre forwards are based on the goals and judging yeah. the goals. So you know what I mean. At the minute he's failing, but he's a defender. Unless you're a, unless you're a Cardiff fan and you see what he's doing, you know what I mean. He's like a battering ram. He's, he's running himself in the ground for for sixty, seventy minutes, and then he's 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 letting some other players come on and they're, they're, and they're getting the rewards. And listen, if that's what if it's working, if it's, if it's not broke, why fix it? Just carry on, carry on going, carry on going. What you're doing. Um, Rye, we'll come back to that question when we do the the predictions and stuff. Um, and same for James, but uh, regarding Tomlin. Uh, next up, Fulham and uh, Birmingham. We got lots of games to get through, so we want to. Um, to be fair, they threw the kitchen sink at them. I thought they weren't going to get the goal, and I think they scored in the ninety fourth minute. Ninety um, fifth and a half. Ninety fifth minute was it? So you know, I mean, very late in the day, but that was a huge goal because. Uh, it's give them a it's give them a slight opportunity to get to get where they, to get into the top two. You know, I don't believe they will. I think the gap's too big for them, uh, with obviously goal difference as well. But uh, it's given them a slight opportunity. Yes, indeedy. Uh, Huddersfield nil, Preston nil. Huddersfield, uh, I, I, I honestly can't work it out. You know that they're obviously getting beat again tonight. Um, they're not had a not had a great week. They're hanging on in there. You know, what I mean, there's another game chalked off, and there's just a lack of goals. They haven't. I think lockdown's probably done them no favours at all side because they were they were in decent Killed form. Them. Yeah, in decent form. After uh, after looking like they were done, by the way. Oh yeah, start of the season start of the season they were done. New manager came in, turned them round, had a bad spell, had a good spell, picked them up, lockdown's come and it's just been an absolute nightmare because for me tonight a win would have put them on fifty points ahead of Birmingham and they would have been safe. So, you know, I mean they only need three points out of three games, but you've got to get those three points because for me that would have put Luton down because Luton would have been on forty one. Um and yeah, they only have three games left, but now it's give them an opportunity to stay up, which is yeah, which unthinkable. is remarkable, unthinkable really. And it's even more remarkable when you hear this result: Luton nil, Red in five. Um, oh, ridiculous, ridiculous! Just goals galore in the first half, sign. If you, you know that 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 if they're going to look back on a game towards the end of the season, uh, if they are, if they do go down, they're probably going to look at this because he's obviously got something drastically wrong because you're 3-0 down at half-time, you, you, second half you make a couple of changes, you get yourself 4-0 down and then all of a sudden he gets five and with half an hour to play. So when you're a player there, you must be thinking, God, just open open me up and swallow me whole because it's just a, a not very nice feeling and with no supporters there as well though, maybe they, they, they were able to dust themselves down and go again because the week before they drew a Leeds away from home and then they go and get beat 5-0 at, at home to a, a lesser side. So it doesn't, sometimes mm. it doesn't always make sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Mark Bowen done tremendous, tremendous job yeah, at yeah. Uh, Reading since he's come in. I think um, he's really enhanced his his resume or his reputation. Um, Nathan Jones has gone from being sacked at Stoke, not doing too great, and he's not quite getting them together at Luton. But then you look at tonight's result. He did say that the performance versus Reading was completely out of character and some of the worst defending he had seen in his uh, two spells there. So, you know, I'm sure he got the hairdryer out. Um, and then and then another, and this shows how crazy the championship is. Last week, we were talking about how well Barnsley have defended and played, how mm. we thought they were going to at the start of the season. And then they go and lose to Stoke 4-0 when Stoke have been dreadful. So... It, 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 yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it, Sai, that you, you try to predict, and I think it's, 
it's so that you just can't predict these kind of games because you know I mean Barnsley on form Stoke what I watched Stoke against Middlesbrough the um, the day after last week's show and they were awful they were they ran out of ideas the the, the defence was all over the place uh, they're just just really really clueless and then they go and beat uh, beat Stoke City with a lot of changes by the way what I will say from the team before and Sam Vaux who didn't play against Middlesbrough uh, and Campbell didn't also didn't play against Middlesbrough Tom Ince was on the bench as well so maybe the manager made a few poor decisions but he got it right against Barnsley. Indeed he did. Uh, so then we went to Sunday the 5th where the, I nearly called them something else, the Swans beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-1. Yeah, it was always going to be a tough game. You know what I mean? Sheffield Wednesday in form. Um, I think they've done all right since lockdown. Bruce they got the first goal um, and then AU scored the penalty. Uh, and then they were hanging on towards the end with a, a 93rd minute goal. And, 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 and I think Sheffield Wednesday threw everything at them for the last couple of minutes. But uh, listen... Swansea have had a good week. They've had a bad run since lockdown started, and they haven't created chances, they haven't scored goals, and and I thought it was thought it was affecting them really badly. But if you're going to turn around and you're going to have some good form, it's the right time to start doing it now. Unfortunately, yeah, never let it be said that I'm not um, completely honest and fair on this show. Um, Rian Brewster has been outstanding for Swansea um, all season, but particularly since the lockdown was lifted, he's yeah. really been the catalyst for their. Any time they've played well, it's been largely around whether he's done well um, yeah. and considering he's how young he is I think that's very very he's a top draw he's had a good upbringing with his club you know that the, um, the, they've always had a brand of football Swansea he was and, Liverpool um, wasn't he previously yeah, he's, they've had a brand of football and he, and he fits that kind of mould that the Liverpool pass a move and Swansea pass a move so you know what I mean they always bring the players in from the right areas so you know what I mean it's nice to see players like that coming in the Championship you know it's, I'd like to see him in a in a blue shirt, but hey, he plays for Swansea. Um, I'm going to just uh, put this question out to everyone, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, anyone else enjoy the championship more than the Premier League? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I have for years, also. It's not just, this, yeah. this is not just now, by the way. It's uh, it, it's more exciting. It goes on for longer. Um, listen, it's not as high profile. More games, more goals normally, um, more action. Um, supporters love football and uh, love the drama midweek games and it's just all action uh, Ryder right, said is Brewster I, I don't know if he was asking or saying but is Brewster on loan at um, Jackson I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to check that now um, next up was Borough nil QPR 1 oh mate awful yeah it was awful it was uh, it was probably one of the worst games I've seen uh, Middlesbrough really struggling at home by the way um <sighs> That was Swansea, Swansea game, QPR game. Um, the, the lack of atmosphere um, is obviously affecting them because the, the, the games they played away from home, they're, they're playing with no fear. Um, but yeah, the, it, it wasn't it wasn't a great. Uh, it was probably one of the worst Middlesbrough games I've seen all season, and that's probably saying something for some of the games I've had. So fair play to QPR. QPR have um, they're having a great great time since lockdown, uh, but they've had a good season and a solid season especially after the season they've had so um, it wasn't nice or was nice Jordan Hugel scored for QPR ex-Middlesbrough player I know Jordan since he was a, a young boy young player so um, it's nice to see him score but just disappointing he scored against, scored against Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. Yeah, he, yeah he hurt himself as well uh, yeah, yeah he did he went off, went off in just straight away so I uh, hope he didn't hurt himself too bad but uh, um, uh, <laughs> but no it's nice to see him getting goals but uh, just, just don't score against Middlesbrough yeah loads of people just said he's uh Rian Brewster's on loan um so yeah it's a great signing and he's performing very very well uh and then lastly on the Sunday we had West Brom four hole two 
Um, yeah, Hull's defending all over the place. Um, but then West Bromwich Albion's attacking force of Charlie Austin, um, Pereira, Grzycki, um, Dean Garner. When you've got those kind of players, you've got chances to score goals and create chances. And you know, what I mean, they had a ridiculous amount of shots. But when you've got those kind of players, you're always going to. Um, I'm oh, surprised. Yes. That the, I'm surprised that they let as many goals in as they do. By the way, West Brom, because they do, they do shed goals con- considering they've got a, a, a very good manager in place who's been um, all his career. He's been a defender and he's and he's, he's strive to keep clean sheets and things, especially at West Ham and things. So um, if they got if they want to improve and, and get to that next level, they've got to improve the defence. Spot on. I have a couple of people saying they really, you know they prefer the playoffs and the the championship over the Premier League. Not when you um, lose. Not when you no, lose. No, no, there's heartbreaking then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not when you lose. <clears throat> uh, also, Gaz says um, he helps West Ham sign uh, Rian Brewster. He says, to be honest, uh, come on, you Irons. Bless him, watching the Ooh. championship show. And he's getting ready for next year, I think. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, Craig makes a good point. Why couldn't Liverpool pull back Rian Brewster like Forrest did with... Uh, a doma, but anyway. well, it could have done. They could have done. And, you know, it should be the same though for everyone, shouldn't it? You know, oh, listen, that listen, goes it, back to that integrity thing we've talked it, about a lot. Of course it does. Of course it does. And um, but then the integrity is is across the board. The players should have the integrity to play football and 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 yes, back the fans and back the clubs and and other clubs should have the integrity for the players. And it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Uh, listen, if they had an injury crisis and the, the reason they was bringing them back is the difference. You know what I mean? But then, oh, of they're, course, they're, yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not keeping him or letting the Cardiff have him because they feel as though he's a threat towards their promotion. So that's a bit annoying. Yeah. A little bit annoying. It is more than a bit annoying, in my opinion. Uh, then we had um, speaking of Forest, they lost one 0 to Fulham. Yeah, Harry Arthur scored the goal just before half time, and more of an accomplished performance, I'd say, by uh, Scotty Parker's team. And um, big players came to the table. You know, what I mean, Harry, I thought he was excellent in midfield, winning his battles, and and Forest lacked lacked a few ideas and. Um, uh, Lewis Grabbin, you know what I mean. Uh, he was quiet for his um, for his standards, and um, and obviously he brought Joel Olley off at half time. He brought uh, Amiobi off just about the hour. So for me, the, the, the lack, massively lacked ideas with bringing for me the two best attacking wide options off. So when you do things like that with half an hour to go, for me you you down in tools a little bit. Yeah, I thought uh, I, I it was the exact phrase that I was thinking of that they lack in a bit of um, something. Forest, whether it was ideas or creativity, it was difficult to say. Um, then we had Brentford 2, Charlton 1. I thought Charlton played quite well in this. I thought Charlton were excellent. Got an early goal through uh, Macaulay Bond. Um, but then a few changes by the manager um, with about with, with half an hour to go and it, and it worked wonders. And um, uh, Ben Ramos scored a penalty uh, and then they were scored the winning goal through Pinnock with about five minutes to go. So, listen, that was a huge result. And if they do get promoted... They'll look up back at that one and go, "There's the, the, there's the reason why we got promoted." Because if they if they hadn't got that, they would have just been stuck in a playoff position and, and they would have just had to had to build from now. Because you know, what I mean, it's given them an opportunity to push forward now. Yeah, uh, Ben Rama, mate, what a player! I can tell you, yeah. what a player. It's had a great week. Far too great good week. for the championship. Yeah, great um, week. James there says if uh, if Cardiff and Swansea win both their next two games. Uh, or the next games, Forrest won't make it, and both Cardiff and Swansea will, in his opinion. Interesting, interesting. We'll get to all that in a minute. Uh, Luton won, Barnsley won. We're going to fly through these now, mate. 
Uh, yeah, this could this could come back and bite Luton on the backside with a eighty uh, fifth minute equaliser. So you know, I mean, unfortunately, especially after the result tonight, that's two points lost over the week. Indeed, uh, Reading nil, Huddersfield nil in a very exciting game. Yeah, well, Huddersfield again. That's three games with no goals. If they don't fit score again today in the final final few minutes, um, it's going to going to going to come back and bite them on the backside if they're not careful. Because the only way to get out of this league is by scoring goals. Yeah, they're dragging themselves back into it, aren't they? Rather than the other way around. Uh, Cardiff 2, Blackburn 3. Oh my God. Yeah, um, for me it was the second half start. The way they started the second half was awful. Uh, there should have been should have been a penalty for Blackburn and then they scored straight off the, the following cross. And they just didn't get going. They didn't give themselves an opportunity. They gave sloppy goals away, um, which was obviously disappointing. Um, and you can't give goals away like that. And they haven't given goals away like that for a long time. So hopefully it's just a one-off and, and they're more solid tonight. It's not the time to do it, though, is it? You know, no, and Black, oh, listen, Blackburn no. have not been the same team since the lockdown's been over either. If you're picking your teams to, to, to play badly against, you don't do it against a rival who's four points behind you. You do it against a side who's near the bottom, like Leeds against Luton. You do it. It's a six yeah. point you can't afford to drop your points against. Oh, yes. Um, OK, sorry, I've just lost my, lost my game. What were we on, Cardiff, Blackburn? And then we had Millwall, Neil Burra, two. Oh, excellent. Middlesbrough was superb. Um, deserved it. I thought they were excellent in the first half. Should have had a penalty, in my opinion. I know a few people thought it wasn't, but I thought it was. Second half, I thought they were excellent. Uh, created chances, more, um, uh, just more solid as a, as a group. Um, hopefully, they can continue it against Bristol City the weekend. West Brom 2, Derby County 0. Final 0 in the coffin for me. But I, listen, Derby couldn't have had a worse... Derby couldn't have had a worse running. You know what I mean? Forrest... Um, West Brom, Leeds, Brentford. You're playing the top four. It's just ridiculous. But you know, what I mean, they've given what they can, and, and maybe it's with all the uh, all the suspensions, what what have been picking up. Maybe it's um, maybe it's caused a problem. Maybe that's the problem with 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 the players who are getting sent off. Could be. Um, and by the way, uh, West Brom's uh, they got a young Irish player, um, O'Shea. Uh, what's his first name? Um, I can't remember what his first name is, sorry. D- Dara. Dara O'Shea. O'Shea yeah. What a player he looks, I yeah. tell you what. Really, really looks quality. Yeah. I like him a lot. Uh, Birmingham City 1, Swansea City 3. Swansea back in form. Yeah, an excellent week. Uh, Booster again got, got a goal. Obviously, they went 1-0 down, so it was, a, it, was, it was probably surprising that they uh, got themselves going, got themselves 2-1 up at half-time, got the third goal by Fulton just, uh, just before the hour. Um, they've had an amazing week. Six points, huge, huge time to get two big results and um, as I said, they'll want to try and get in that top six by the weekend. Yes, spot on. Uh, Bristol City 2, Hull City 1. Um, I was pleased with the result. Uh, pleased with the result because obviously being a Middlesbrough fan, we needed Hull to lose after after a good result early in the day for Middlesbrough. But um, a surprising result because um, sometimes when a manager gets a sack to play, start to perform. And I thought Bristol City played all right, and, and which doesn't really reflect really well on the manager who just lost his job. No, it does not. It does not indeed. And... Wigan won, QPR nil. Uh, Keith and Moore scored the only goal of the game. QPR were a different side for, for what I saw against Middlesbrough. Um, the championship again, but players in and out of form and, uh, and things. But yeah, good result for Wigan. But as I, say, I think there's going to be a, a bigger picture for them. Indeed. And then uh, Sheffield Wednesday won, Preston North End three. Uh, shock result for me because I thought Sheffield Wednesday would have uh, carried on their good form. You know, they took the lead and then all of a sudden with... Uh, what I think, twelve minutes to go. Preston blew them away with three goals, and um, they've given themselves a, a massive opportunity now. Scott Sinclair scored a goal. 
Um, Jen Stockley scored, you know what I mean? So, are, are they coming into form at the right time? They've had an amazing season and probably do deserve to get in the playoffs, if I'm honest, you know what I mean? Because they've had an amazing season. If they do, you just never know. You just never know. Indeed. And then lastly, we have Leeds United 5, Stoke nil. Uh, men, yeah, men, against, men against boys. Um, couldn't believe. Stoke win 4 nil at the weekend and got beat 5 this week. It just makes a mockery, really, of, of probably what Michael O'Neill's trying to do. And just it just shows how much of a job he's got on his hands and, and how much of a, if he does keep them up this season, um, he's got a massive rebuild in the summer. Massive rebuild. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, um, so we're, we've um, we've extended the show to an hour. I forgot to mention that at the start, um, just in case people are worried, wondering why we're at uh, fifty minutes. But we are going to fly through these now. Uh, so, for, what's your two ups for the week, mate? Uh, my first up is uh, Paddy Bamford. I think he's had a fabulous week. He's got three goals. He's got one on uh, Saturday, and he's got two during the week against Stoke City. So, yeah, Paddy Bamford. Uh, my first up is a kind of double one. It's Rian Brewster of Swansea and Glick of Leeds, just because of the influence they have over their respective teams. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I think when they perform, their team performs, and both have been absolutely superb since the lockdown was lifted. Uh, second one for you, mate? Uh, I've gone Thomas Frank, the Brentford manager. Um, that moments in the season can define your season, and I think his change is what he made um, in the week against Charlton Athletic by making some wholesale changes uh, after an hour and going a lot more attacking to win 2-1. It could be a, a masterstroke of the season, really. Uh, and I've gone for Adam Armstrong who, for his spectacular winner versus Cardiff City on Yeah, good, uh, good goal. Good uh, goal. First down, mate? Um, well, I've gone for Luton Town, but obviously they're winning 2-0 on ninth, but I'll, that'll class that as next week. Um, Luton Town, because of the, uh, obviously the five goals are let in against um, uh, Reading uh, and then the late goal they're letting against Barnsley that that if games are going to come and bite them on the backside, if if they'd have got two positive results there and and and, the, and they've showed the format of tonight, they'd be they would have been safe. So you can't you can't just turn it on for one or two games in the championship. You've got to be a little bit more consistent. And unfortunately, that's what the league doesn't lie. Yeah, I've gone. Uh, my first down is for the referee Jeremy Simpson for his sending off of uh, Sibley of Derby because it was pathetic it was a dis- rubbish decision and if they you know if the FA decided to back the referee which they have done many times Sibley would have had missed the you know they got four games left and uh, yeah. he's been a big part of their good form uh yes last last uh, last down mate well mine links with that so mine's uh Derby County's um lack of discipline um uh, with obviously Waghorn getting sent off I'm on what Lawrence gotten sent off the week before and I think Things are going to cost Derby County, and they, they haven't got a massive squad. You know, what I mean, they lost a lot of players when Frank left, um, loan players and things, and and some of the squad members. So you can't afford to lose your best players. You know, what I mean, Wagon and Lawrence, two huge players for Derby County. So you know, what I mean, you've got to keep your uh, disciplinary record to, to to a key, really, to the, to the best it can be. Indeed, and uh, my my second down is Stoke City uh, for basically the fact that they cannot seem to get it together they win 4-0 then lose 5-0 it's just they're all over the place um, and they've got a lack of discipline in another way they've got a lack of discipline on the pitch they defensively offensively they just I don't know what it is but they need to sort it um, a club that size with that squad should not be where they are currently so um, guys if you send in your questions because we're going to do them in a couple of minutes uh, to finish off the show um Last week's predictions, uh, Andy's was uh, 1-0 up, um, so I'm not going to go through all the games, but uh, needless to say, 
Mr. Campbell won. Uh, at one point, he was something like 8-1 up, but I made a bit of a comeback. It finished 15-8 to Andy, which takes Andy into a 2-0 lead going into next week. Clean sheet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lulling you into a false sense of security. Um, okay, so we got... And I know people like to follow along with these in the chats and give their own predictions, so please do. Uh, so tonight we've got, obviously we can't do Huddersfield and Luton, because it's already I'll go, happened. I'll, I'll, I'll go wait. Luton, yeah. <laughs> I'll go 2 but, Bonus points for the correct <laughs> score. Uh, Cardiff-Fulham, I'm going to go with a draw. I'm gonna oh, listen. I'm, 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 listen. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, if this is a tough one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a home win because I'm, I'm. I just think Fulham are a very good side, and it's gonna be a tough week this week. Yeah. Uh, Charlton Redding. Uh, well, Redding is just the most unpredictable side in the world. I'm gonna go draw because I just can't work any, any of them two sides out. Um, and I'm gonna go with a Charlton win. Derby County versus Brentford. I'm going Brentford. Okay, uh, Barnes. Oh, sorry. I'll go. I'm going to go with Derby. And uh, next up, then we got Barnsley versus Wigan. Oh, huge game! Um, I'm going to go home win. I think they need to win it more than Wigan do, even though mm-hmm. we're going to uh, we're a mess. I'm going to go Wigan because Wigan have been pretty good form on the pitch, so we'll go with them. Blackburn, West Brom. Oh, West Brom. I think uh, Leeds went there last week, so I think West Brom will do the same. Um, I'm going to go with a draw because I think the win against Cardiff might give Blackburn a bit of a boost and you know overall they've been pretty good so you know there's a chance Um, so you said West Brom I said draw Uh, Hull City versus Millwall Uh, gosh gosh I'm going to draw Andy Draw, I'm going to go with a Millwall win. Borough versus Bristol. Home win. I think Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough will get rid of that voodoo and, uh, and beat, beat Bristol City. And I'm going to go with Borough as well. Also, uh, Preston versus Forest. <sighs> Huge game, that. Um, I'm going to go home win. I fancy, uh, I, think, I think Preston need a win. Oof. I'm going to go with a draw. And QPR versus Wednesday. I'll go. I'll go home win again. You can't just can't work with those two sides out. But yeah, home win. And I will also go for QPR there. Uh, Stoke City versus Birmingham. Uh, home win, even though Stoke got beat five the other day. And I will go Birmingham City. Uh, Swansea versus Leeds. Oh God, that's a huge game. Uh, huge game. I'll go Leeds because I don't. I can't go Swansea. Yeah, that's the same as me. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Um, so yeah, I go Leeds anyway because Glick's back on fire. Um, West Brom, Fulham. Oof, these games. Um, West Brom. I just think the scoring goals for fun. I'm going to go with Fulham for that one. I think um, they're going to try and. Some in their places. Reading versus Borough. Oh, I can't imagine that's going to be a classic. I'll go a draw. <laughs> I'll go a draw because um, I think Middlesbrough will Middlesbrough have enough points after a Saturday, hopefully. I'm going to go with a Borough win. 
I think Warnock will see him through. And then we've got Wigan versus Hull. Wigan win. I think Wigan that that could that could this could save Wigan by the way because we've got some got some decent games coming up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wigan win. Uh, yeah, Wigan as well. Uh, Cardiff versus Derby County. Oof. Home win. Home yeah. win. I think that. I think. I think. I think if Cardiff get three points out of the next two games, I think they'll be over the moon. Yeah, they got some big games, isn't it? I'm going to go with mm. Cardiff win there as well because um, they they're all they're bang up for Derby. The only problem might be is if um, Derby if it snows. If it snows, uh, it'll be a nightmare. It'll be a nightmare. Luton Town versus QPR. Uh, oh, home win because Luton obviously won a night, so I can't. You know, I mean, they're going to be in the ups next week with a win. And I'm going to go with the QPR win there. And then we have got Millwall versus Blackburn. Uh, away win because I think Blackburn are better away than they are at home for some reason. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to also go for Blackburn because I think, as mentioned, I think they're going to use Cardiff as their to recover their season. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Huddersfield Town. Home win. Uh, Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield are an absolute shocker. I can't see it turning around at the minute. I'm going to go for a Huddersfield win simply because uh, I don't fancy Sheffield Wednesday at the moment and I think Huddersfield need the points draft badly. Uh, Brentford Preston. Oh, home win. And I'm going away win. Uh, Birmingham Charlton. Home win. And Swansea Forest. I'm going to go for Charlton there. Swansea Forest. I'm going to go home win again. And Bristol Stoke. I'm going to go for Forest. Uh, sorry, yeah. Forest, I'm going to go as well. Bristol City Stoke. Bristol City. Yeah, I think Stoke aren't very good away from home. I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw in that last one. Leeds versus Barnsley. Uh, Leeds, definitely, hundred percent. And I could uh, they could get promoted that day, by the way. So they could be promoted by next week. Uh, Don't think they will. And it'll go. I think it'll go the following weekend. But they could mathematically do it next week uh, through the week. Is that right? I just don't want Brentford in the playoffs. I'm going to go with Leeds there. Okay, Jesus, so many games. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. That's it. Because the the next games are on next week's show. I was thinking I've written down the next Saturday. It's like, oh, no. Right. Okay. Uh, if you've got any questions, we're like literally into injury time now. So we've got maybe 60 seconds for some questions. Let's uh, have a look what we got. Here you go. Uh, can I? Uh, Richie says, "Can I ask Andy a question? If Borough do Cardiff over from being in the playoffs, will he still be coming on the show that Monday?" Uh, no, I'll be I'll be hiding. Um, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice if Middlesbrough were already safe by the time they play Cardiff and uh, and Neil Warnock did Cardiff a favour. It'd be uh, it'll be hilarious, wouldn't it? Leslie says, "What's your prediction for Cardiff tonight?" Already given it. What was it? Full, I missed that as well. Oh yeah, you said win. full and one. What's the, yeah. what do you think the score will be? I think he means. I won't be many goals. I don't think uh, I'll go. I'll go. Oh, well, now another team. I'll go two-one. Okay, and then let me see. Just check if there was any earlier questions. Do 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 do. Can't see any. If I missed your question, you got about thirty seconds to get it in. There was one there from uh, from one of our over forties. Lots. So it was about um, 
Burrow's statement. Well, it was more of a statement. Burrow's statement. Oh, yeah, yeah I got you. Because uh, from Graham there. I agree, Graham. I think uh, I'm worried at home. Uh, away from home, I think uh, the manager gets his tactics spot on. Uh, hopefully, he'll learn from, and the players can learn from it. Uh, and move on, but the pace the club showed and the players showed on uh, against Millwall was was electric, and uh, hopefully long may it continue on Saturday and, and during next week against uh, against Reading as well, because probably three to four points I think will keep that club up. Yes, I think so. Uh, oh, that was it. Uh, Rye asked uh, our thoughts on Curtis Nelson and Sean Morrison as defensive pairing. Um. They're doing really well together, you know what I mean? I think it takes a long time to get a partnership to tie, we know this, and we spoke about uh, Bamba and Morrison's partnership in the past, and and I'll be honest, I think Aidan Flynn's been really unlucky um, that he's come in, he's done all right, offensively scored a few goals off corners, I think defensively he's let himself down a little bit, but he's still a very good player, and um, I'm surprised that probably Neil hasn't tried three at the back and three big centre-halves, and uh, and I've and I've some wingers bombing on forward as a wing-back, so... Um, Listen, he's getting it right, and, and if, the, if them two are the partners, then he's keeping some very good players out the out the team. Um, my thoughts are, I don't think either one is uh, long term good enough, but as a partnership, they seem to be doing a very good job at the moment. Um, so I couldn't really say too much about it. But you I think I think Cardiff you? need a younger, uh, pacier central defensive partnership, in my opinion. Um, I'd like to see someone really strong, big, young and fast in there. Alongside maybe one of those two. You don't ask a lot, do you? No, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so that's the that's the show, lads. Four minutes injury time, Fergie time, as it were. Don't forget now, Monday, 7.30, former England international, Liverpool, Leicester and many other clubs. Mr Emil Heskey is joining us. It's going to be a very entertaining show very interesting show with loads Ooh. loads to talk about we'll be talking about emil's career and of course you know all the uh, three or four stories from the week so please tune in and uh, also spread the word over the weekend let people know that we've got a, a big show coming up uh we've also got a big show sunday live you have on ufc 251 on the uh, on the channel but you can check out all the links and the dis, uh, and links for the social medias, everything in the description. And of course, massive thanks to Black Diamond Sport for all the support. They're a global sports agency representing sports stars, managers, coaches, all over the place. Uh, check out check out their social media, their LinkedIn, and uh, they're all at the end of the show. And of course, to finish, I'd like to thank Bespoke Financial and uh, Darren Ralston for. Their amazing support and sponsoring the show. Really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, they're trying to expand into other cities and other parts of the UK. So if you are interested in life insurance and all the other loads and loads of different products that that they provide, <laughs> then get involved. It's my wife just making fun of me. So lads, I'll see I, you later. I, I know it's I know I thought that comment as well. I'm waiting for someone to comment, but that's just Becky, that's just made my night. See you no, later, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, lads. I'll let, thank you everyone for watching. I appreciate you. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tune in for all the live shows coming up next week. Got some amazing guests, some big, big guests as well. So uh join us. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. 
Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Network.